This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go, hour three, on what continues to be a great day for talk radio. It's a little chilly out there, but uh, things have warmed up appreciably in here with the arrival of David Sparrow, the president of ACTRA, to speak to what's being discussed now and uh, would argue well for the acting and producing community across this country. Netflix is making some noise about creating a production hub in Toronto. David Sparrow, good to have you on board. What do you hear? What do you know? It's uh, great to be here, John. And, you know, uh, Netflix is such a fantastic partner across the country, uh, producing so many different shows. Uh, Right now in the world, I don't know if you're aware, there's a lot of numbers in this presentation, but um, there are 500 English language series in production around the world right now. And Netflix is responsible for a lot of them. Uh, In terms of them coming to to Toronto, I know that uh, uh, Mayor Tory said that it it looks good and he's got his fingers crossed. And Mayor Tory is such a big champion for our industry. We're very excited about about, uh, how well he supports us. But uh, Netflix is kind of equivocating a little bit on whether they're going to actually build a building and start producing or whether they create a production center uh, on one-off basis for a a series. Certainly a lot of companies right now are kind of locking down studio space because all of the streaming services are hungry for content and they're creating shows and trying to fill up those streaming services. All right. Well, I would assume that this would be something more than just a one-off because if they're talking a hub and they've got one in Madrid and uh, another one, I think, think in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Absolutely. And and uh, again, I'm all for it. I think it'd be great if they establish a hub in Toronto. Just to put it in, in perspective is they do a lot of work in BC and they're doing work in Manitoba and they're doing work even in the Maritimes. Uh, they are doing uh, shows here. They plan to do shows. As you know, in September of 2017, uh, they pledged to do $500 million worth of production in Canada over the next five years. Uh, in fact, they had already far surpassed that in 2017, even even in the one year with shows like Altered Carbon done out in BC, which was $10 million US per episode. So they're investing a lot of money. Just another huge number that seems seems unbelievable is in Europe in 2019, Netflix plans to do $17 billion worth of content production. And that's because they're doing it in about 20 different languages in order to provide content for all the different countries that Netflix reaches into. And so uh, they are spending a lot of money creating a lot of content, and we certainly hope that Canada and Canadian performers and and producers and people behind the camera can uh, be the beneficiaries of that. Again, with David Sparrow, he's the president of ACTRA, representing on those actors, producers, and all the rest. But, you know, this is what gets me uh, wondering, what's the value proposition for them? Now, okay, they talked about $500 over five years. Uh, This was an announcement about uh, a year and a couple of months back. At the time, it was thought, well, you know, they're not paying tax in Canada and they're not contributing to the Canada Media Fund. So maybe this is the SOP that they're uh, giving to Canada. And with a low dollar, I mean, it stands to their benefit and reason that they would be producing here. Are they getting off light? Maybe they should be paying into these, the fund as well as into taxes. Well, I actually agree with you there, John. You know, um, frankly, when they made a deal with the then uh, Minister of Heritage, uh, Melanie Jolie, to pay five or to make $500 million worth of production over five years, they were getting off lightly and they were doing it under the auspices that they're an over-the-top service, which means they have no bricks and mortar in Canada. Uh, 
they simply come in and uh, shoot their production. So they weren't paying any HST, and they were not paying anything into the Canadian Media Fund or other funding bodies. And so it was actually an unlevel playing field with, uh, for instance, uh, Global or, or CTV or Bell Media and, and such, is those folks are paying HST, and they are paying into the uh, into the funds that help create Canadian content. Netflix wasn't doing that. They're still not doing it here in Canada. What's interesting is they've said to any country that wants them to pay the value-added tax, they will pay that tax. And in fact, they're paying it in countries all around the world. But Stephen Harper and, unfortunately, Justin Trudeau, who are supposed to be in different parties, have both taken the uh, side that they do not want to impose a Netflix tax on people. To that, I say it's not a Netflix tax. It's called HST. Everybody pays it. It's a flow-through tax, and it's something that needs to be collected on behalf of everyone who's making money here. Last year, in 2018... Well over $750 million in subscription fees went to the United States to Netflix, and no taxes were paid. Well, yeah, and some people are outraged by that, thinking, of course, it's a service that's being delivered into Canadian homes, and like anything else, they should be paying the tithe, right? Absolutely. They have access to the Canadian marketplace, to Canadian eyeballs. Um, they're, they're telling their, their stories. They're collecting their fees, and, and frankly, they should, we should have a level playing field that allows Canadian companies, Canadian broadcasters, to compete equally with Netflix on, on the world stage. For example, uh, Bell Media has Crave, Crave. And uh, Crave is uh, just by the fact that it's a Canadian company with bricks and mortar in Canada is going to um, have a steeper hill to climb than Netflix. And what we don't want to see in the artistic community is that Crave's able to say, so we should stop paying into the Canadian Media Fund as well so that we're equal to Netflix. Instead, we want Netflix to pay in so that we continue to have the monies available to support uh, Canadian culture and to project it out to the world. And we're killing it on that front. So many great shows, Kim's Convenience, uh, uh, Carter, um, Murdoch Mysteries, uh, Frankie Drake, all of these playing into hundreds of regions around the world and uh, projecting our culture and attracting tourism dollars and all kinds of benefit to Canada. When you cite Kim's convenience, now I got to ask you, point blank, I mean, uh, I, I've never really seen it. I've just seen the trailer for it and the ads for it, but it seems like that should be flagged for being stereotyping or, uh, I don't know, have you ever heard these complaints against that show? Well, um, so I haven't heard it framed in complaints, but I have heard the issue raised. Um, and I would simply say that the great thing is that the creators of Kim's Convenience are of that culture. And so they are telling their own story. And in fact, um, you know, there's always a little truth in stereotype. In, in, and I only say that in that if you go back to the kind of uh, life that the uh, creator uh, is talking about and how he was raised with his father actually owning a convenience store, He's just telling the straight goods on what it was like to be in that store in Toronto. And uh, I think you'd enjoy the show because it's very much King of Kensington, uh -huh. except done in a more modern feel. And, of course, we have a joint friend in Kensington Market. And who would that be? I believe it's Tom at You're Tom's place. wearing one of his suits, aren't you? <laughs> I am wearing one of his suits. It's a nice nice blue one that he, uh, he had made for me right here in Canada, Canadian made. Well, he's bullish on the Canadian product, as are you, David Absolutely. Sparrow, representing on uh, the members of Actry. He's the president. Okay, but uh, to get back to this idea that, you know, uh, if Netflix comes in and they set up a production hub in Toronto, as is being rumored, uh, and it's a good thing for you because, I mean, a lot of people get employed, mm -hmm. but uh, if you've got uh, a talent pool 
that other people do have to pay more for, it does disadvantage those people, as you cited, Crave or even Global, uh, anybody who's doing original production, uh, that gives a leg up to the people from Netflix. Well, one of the interesting things is it would be the question that once Netflix establishes a production hub that is a building and offices, are they still an over-the-top service or are they a bricks-and-mortar Canadian company? And I don't pretend to be an accountant or a lawyer in terms of all that, but I would suggest that it would mean that certainly HST and the like would flow from their production services and what they charge. You know, um, just again, more numbers, but last last year, uh, two point. Uh, uh, $3 billion worth of production went on in the city of Toronto and employed almost 37,000 full-time equivalents. If Netflix comes here and, and offers more work to those people and to others, then that industry will grow. And a lot of that money, including the Netflix money, is a direct investment in Canada of U.S. money. So it's money that wouldn't be here if we weren't doing uh, this work. That and the fact that Ontario has has basically announced, or our companies in Ontario have announced that there'll be one. million new square feet of studio space over the next uh, three years built in Markham and, and Oshawa and in Ottawa. We're, we're looking at attracting a lot more of the service work, and uh, so that'll be Netflix, it'll be other streaming services, because there's so many coming online right now in ter- terms of uh, Hulu and a- Amazon Prime and other companies that are shooting here in Canada. It's a very exciting time to be in this industry, whether you're in front of, behind, or after the camera in terms of the work you're providing. Well, that's interesting when, you know, you cite those uh, different... Uh roles that are being played, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, time was there'd be tax concessions given if uh, a certain amount of production were designated Canadian. It's just like CanCon, you know, if uh, the writing, uh, the music, but, but, but is that still going on? Well, yes, and, and you know, there are tax incentives. Um, I, I like to refer to them as investments because they do draw in those American dollars and they create the help to create those jobs. Right now, we're in kind of a perfect storm of attracting foreign service work to this country. We have a low Canadian dollar. We have great tax incentives in the province of Ontario and um, in British Columbia and federally. Um, last, last year, there was... Uh, I think, like I said, $2.3 billion in Ontario, and there was uh, $2.7 billion in B.C. in terms of production, $9 billion overall in terms of all of Canada. It's a, it's a tremendous industry. It's a relatively clean and green industry, and, and it's one that uh, young people are certainly being drawn to in terms of the colleges and universities. Yeah, but could the industry be sustained or even grow if there were no tax incentives? I think it would be challenging, and the reason I point that out is that in the United States, 37 states have tax uh, credit systems uh, to attract work to them. Many of them are capped at a certain level, and so they're not as effective. Uh, but in California, they have uh, no cap, and of course, California has been the hub of the business for for uh, many decades. Netflix just agreed in uh, uh, Los Gatos, I believe, to uh, build a bricks-and-mortar studio there and have promised them a billion dollars worth of production over the next 10 years. So that'll be $100 million worth of production Well, that's their uh, home base, year. though, Los Gatos, isn't Yes, it? but they're actually going to build a production studio now. So, so Netflix is very smart. It travels the entire world and does production where it's cheapest and most effective to do that production. Right. It's why BC, and BC's a lovely place to go to, of course, but is so busy because not only does it have the locations, but it's in the same time zone as Los Angeles. So the stars can just fly north a couple of three hours. They're in NBC. They work. They go 
home on the weekends, this kind of thing. And Netflix is, is wise to that, and so they take advantage of that. In Toronto, they have, have so many great opportunities, and we've built such a great business over the last 25 years or so in terms of, like I say, uh, crews and uh, post-production facilities and CGI, and we have award-winning people uh, behind, the, behind the camera. And even people like Guillermo del Toro who comes here and uh, shoots a movie, falls in love with Toronto, buys two homes, and now he's talking about building a studio in Hamilton and, of course, the shape of water there. So uh, tremendous uh, work, and, and we truly are Hollywood North. Whatever happened, uh, remember the days, the heady days where like uh, wealthy dentists and whatever has tax mm-hmm. write-offs, 100% tax write-off for investing in <clears throat> Canadian film development or production. Those days are long gone. They are long gone, and it's unfortunate when people are given these opportunities, uh, and this is not a slag against, den- against dentists, but that was always the stereotypical thing to go to. A group of dentists would hire a writer like myself to uh, write a film, and they'd say, Dave, Dave, we're gonna, we'll are gonna, we give you $100,000 uh, to do this. You write down that we gave you 500000 and it, and those dentists don't work anymore. But the, the, point, of, <laughs> For the, you. the point of it is, is the government got wise to this, and they, they said, you know what, if an investment does not have a reasonable expectation of positive return, mm. then you're not allowed to invest in it. So they basically took it away. What I always found interesting about that is, again, the adage is nine out of ten restaurants fail in the first year, but you're still allowed to invest in restaurants. They um, they don't want you investing in film because people are a little too savvy and we're, we're stealing dollars. The tax incentive systems we have now are far more scrutinized and, and you have to have you know, every I dotted, T crossed, we basically have to fill out forms. I fill out forms every time I work on a set that say I'm Canadian, say where I paid taxes last year, give my tax identification number, et cetera. And only then, once that's all scrutinized, does the production get the tax incentive uh, portion of, of my salary uh, back. Uh, they have to prove all that and be able to prove it. By the way, John Tory is planning to go, I guess, in the next couple of weeks or a couple of months down to Los Angeles and uh, pump Toronto's tires. Mm-hmm. You ever go on those junkets, by the way? I, I, I have been, not not with uh, John Tory, but certainly with Actra. I'll be in Los Angeles in the middle of March uh, uh, with Actra for our Actra Day in L.A., and Jay Baruchel is going to be winning our Award of Excellence this year, which is exciting. But um, we, we do go down there. We meet with studios. We talk about the important uh, things that we can offer up here in Canada. And... As you know, those those studios have so much money and they have such a desire for content and they really look to uh, Toronto as a great, safe place with reasonable weather and great locations, et cetera, and it's, and it's why they uh, choose to come here and to also to Vancouver and to other places in Canada. Just uh, we have a tremendous record across the country of making great work, and I think it's uh, going to be something we can sustain for some time. All right, so we'll await word whether or not Netflix is, in fact, intent on setting up a hub Mm-hmm. Here in Toronto, not just transient work for transient labor, but uh, <laughs> something that will be, you know, continuing on in perpetuity. Uh, I really appreciate you coming in with a Tom place, uh, Tom's place suit. <laughs> last day. My a, pleasure. You got it. The president of actor, David Sparrow. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.